At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello and listen. I'm here on a mission to educate, empower, engage, and entertain on the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more. So chill if you will while I spill a thrill. We're cool with hot news pulled together just for you. I'm Tanisha Baker and you're listening to the 159th edition of Talking With T. It's June 18th and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, country singer Blake Shelton, rock singer Paul McCartney, and R&B singer Nathan Morris of Voice to Men. Today on the national calendar is Autistic Pride Day, Go Fishing Day, International Sushi Day, and International Picnic Day. It is also National Splurge Day, so take some time to spoil yourself and treat yourself. The calendar gives you permission. On this date in history, William Richardson patented the children's carriage in 1889. And on this date in 1942, Bernard W. Robinson was promoted to ensign in the Naval Reserves, making him the first black person to win a commission in the Navy. Also on this date, Dr. Martin Luther King married Coretta Scott in Marion, Alabama in 1953. It's hard to believe, but the musical Grease celebrated its 40th anniversary on June 16th. The iconic musical is currently the second highest grossing live action musical following the 2017 version of Beauty and the Beast. Yesterday, we celebrated Father's Day. We honored those men that have had a role in raising our children. Blessings to all the present fathers and male role models. I salute the fathers that have pictures in their wallets where money used to be. And you get a special bonus if you know all the lyrics to If You're Happy and You Know It. And the wheels on the bus go round and round. As I start to talk about fathers, let's start with the positive. Research shows that more African-American dads live with their children than live apart from them. These dads care for their children, play with their children, teach their children, and pray with their children. Unfortunately, not every child had a present father to celebrate on Father's Day. Now there are greeting cards that wish mothers a happy Father's Day. Of course, I've only seen those cards among those in the African-American greeting card line. I even saw cards at Target that wish a happy Father's Day to quote my baby's dad. Well, anyway, this acknowledges the number of single mothers that are managing households alone. And please know that I applaud and respect the sacrifices and diligence of these women. Some say that mothers are playing the role of both mother and father, but I dare argue that it's impossible to do that. Although we are well aware that many mothers take care of her children without the support from the father, and many mothers raise successful children, this isn't the point that I'm debating. I believe that a mother, in fact, cannot play the role of a father. There are certain things that fathers bring to the table that a mother simply can't model. This may be a little controversial, but if the absence of a father made no difference, 
the statistics for children that grow up without one wouldn't be so disheartening. Before I go further, let me also go on record as acknowledging again that a father does not have to physically be in the home to be involved. Right now, I'm specifically talking about absent fathers. Additionally, the issue isn't which parent is most important. An absent mother is just as detrimental. The theme this month is men matter. And men, I need you to listen closely. The community needs you. And in order to be at your best, you need to be intentional about being healthy. Sadly, many men, even with adequate health care, don't visit their physicians enough. Black men are three times less likely to have routine medical checkups than black women. Black men have the worst health among any other racial group in America. As if black men didn't have enough barriers, they live an average of seven years less than other racial groups. Forty percent of black men die prematurely from cardiovascular disease as compared to 22 percent of Caucasian men. Death most often occurs due to what is known as the deadly quartet, violence, AIDS, smoking, and prostate cancer. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. And if that's not enough, what can I? the only one that I can truly say I gave my best. You woke me up and you showed me how to keep selflessly. I gave up my love. But now that I'm giving my best, it's not enough. No, no. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. Now if that's not enough, Apologize in advance Played your favorite song Cause I know you let it dance But I played myself Thinking I could be your man That I could be your man I've been loving you The best I can The best I can I've been loving you The best I can 
Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we check out our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Actress Rose McGowan was indicted by a grand jury on a felony charge of possession of cocaine. Jay-Z and Beyonce drop a nine-track surprise album titled Everything is Love. Former Florida Police Chief Ramondo Asiano, along with officers Charlie Dayup and Raul Fernandez, were charged with conspiracy against the right to be free from unreasonable seizure by the police. It is reported that the police chief instructed the two officers to arrest a 16-year-old for four burglaries with no evidence. There was a shooting at an arts festival in New Jersey, leaving 20 injured, several of them critical. One of the gunmen is dead and the other is in custody. People are upset and protesting as almost 2,000 children have been separated from their families under President Trump's zero-tolerance policy for immigrants entering the U.S. illegally. The Department of Homeland Security says they had no choice. The children are allowed two phone calls a week. Girls and boys live separately, so if they're siblings, it is possible that these children are separated from any family they know. I know this was real quick because I'll be back in a bit with the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, with more trending news and hot topics. You're inside talking with T. All right, so now we're here with Professor J and P.I. Pam, and we'll jump right into trending news and hot topics, starting with the driver in the bus crash in Chattanooga that left six children dead was arrested in Nashville for statutory rape. Many were already puzzled as to why he wasn't in jail anyway for the bus crash in which he was sentenced to only four years in prison and was out on bond pending an appeal. Is that a long side? Were you getting ready to say something? Well, you know, Pam, that was a long side. I'm I'm one of the ones who wondered why he was yet roaming around, and I'm trying to figure out how it would be possible for even an appeal and then to be arrested on charges of statutory rape. This person or <laughs> being is crazy, as, as we said down here in Memphis, crazy as a mug. Yeah. It definitely is. The system failed. Those kids failed. The little girl that he raped. Because if it had been any, let's just think of if it had been him in an issue with kids of another color. It looks like they don't care about our kids. I've known people be with no bond and they had a joint or something. So why was he even out to have enough time to even stay with someone and rape someone? He should have been locked up. As soon as they gave him his sentence, because he got six years, I'm not exactly sure why they let him be free, why he appealed. I've, that's a new one to me. Right. That's that's my question. I mean, put him under the jail at this point. Hell. Can I that's say an hell, interesting. Man? I did. I said it last week. Okay. Well, hell. <laughs> right. Well, you know, Pam, you bring up an interesting point about the discrepancies in sentences and the harshness of penalties depending on who the children are. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. 
there are people serving a lot of time for what we would consider nonviolent crimes, just like the lady who was recently pardoned. There are people sitting in jail for life sentences for nonviolent crimes. And here this man has killed six babies and has raped his 14-year-old, and I believe they said at least five times. And, of course, you know, they may say she consented or whatever, but she's not really of age to consent, so therefore we still call it rape. Well, this past Thursday in DeKalb County, a man and woman were targeted by a group who were armed with weapons while they were shopping at a Kroger. The report says that the couple was followed around the store, and when they left to go to their car, at least four people started shooting at the same time, and the report also stated it was like the Wild West. The man who was being followed was also armed, and he started shooting back and shot two of the people who were shooting at him. Now, keep in mind, while those people were doing all that shooting, they didn't even hit the man and woman they were after. A third victim was hit by a stray bullet. It is suspected that the group wanted to rob the couple. So we can't even go to the Kroger now. We can't even go grocery shopping without, you know, folks unloading heat on the people. We got to dodge bullets while we're dodging shopping carts. What kind of craziness is this? Well, we'll just add that to a, to a list of places that we can't go to. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to figure out if it's as really random as it seems because it seems a little fishy to me that four people are following this couple around in a Kroger, wait till they leave, and the four people unload on them in broad open daylight in the parking lot, and the man was armed. Now, my other thing is if you're going to come after somebody and you got a whole gang of y'all, y'all the only ones that got shot, they might need to go to the range first. I don't know. But the story right. does seem a little fishy to me. Mm -hmm. it, it really does. It sounds like there might have been some inside beef or, or something. That doesn't seem too random to me. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what. This next story is a little disturbing, and I'm going to try to keep my cool as I talk about it. But a black teen in Virginia was punched in the face by the father of an opposing player at a soccer match. So this 14-year-old suffered a mild concussion and required stitches. Apparently, a scuffle broke out on the soccer field, and the father jumped in. What's going to really rub your feathers off is that the picture of this little boy, 14 years old, the father goes out of the stands onto the soccer field and beats the little boy up. And he has several signs of abuse, like I said, a concussion, stitches, black eye, and all of that. One of my main questions is why that man didn't look like the little boy. But, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know what was going on, but I don't see how he got off the field after beating that little boy up like that. We could really just hang our hats there because I saw that story as we were preparing for today's show, and that was the first thing that came to mind. The second thing right. that came to mind for me and, you know, Tanisha, with your son being involved in sports, you know, perhaps you can shed a little bit more insight into this. But I do understand, you know, that things can get a little heated on the court, on the field, between uh, players. I mean, I'm not yes. athletically inclined. I, I, my hand-eye coordination was such that I stuck at even playing t-ball when I was little. But still, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think part of the goal of having your child in sports is to have a healthy degree of competition. And even if there is some sense of conflict, allowing 
those, allowing the children to work out the conflict on their own. And in the case that they cannot, that's where the coaches would step in. Or the referees. The referees, yeah, coaches, the referees, ideally the referees. And, I mean, I get that sometimes parents get a little heated, parents get a little emotional. They are a, little, they're a lot more invested in their child playing sports than perhaps even the child is. But, again, like I said, the guy should have politely stayed his mm, self uh-huh, in the stand. And right. the, the, the pictures just added a whole other level of outrage to this story. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine being a parent, and I've been to, and I know parents they get upset at games, and I've been there. Uh, I know. Yep, they they act up to this They they act fool at these games, and the older the kids get, the the worse the parents, you know, get or whatever. But I just can't see what was his people. He didn't have nobody at the game with him. That's what I'm trying to figure out, and it's crazy. As crazy as we see people in the stands, and they might even start arguing amongst each other as parents, it is rare. And I don't know if I've ever seen a parent go out onto the field and attack a child. No, I haven't seen that either. No, I've never seen never never seen a parent uh, come out and attack a child because that I just can't see if a parent ran outside, they may have got one you know one lick before I can get outside, but after that. I don't. I don't even know if I, they would have got that. I think I would have just seen. You know, you can sense something because it has right. to, something builds up to that point. Well, so I'm thinking too, the, the coaches didn't help him. The that's where him. that's where I'm having an issue. So it's more to this story as well because nobody helped this little boy. And t- I mean, okay, if you get one lick in, maybe nobody knew it was coming. But two or three, I don't understand that. So. Yeah, that, that that was that was too much. That that was hit right there. Mhm. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think about former NFL player Kellen Winslow? He's been charged with kidnapping and raping two older women and targeting others. One of the women was 71 years old, and another woman was 86 years old. His first victim, at least that we know of, was 54, followed by a 59-year-old and a 55-year-old. He is facing life in prison. Winslow's father and wife are supporting him, but why for? I don't know. And furthermore, I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm, what's his infatuation with these? I mean, 86 years old, I, I'm i lost. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he's in his 30s, right? Right. Yeah, he's, in, he's in his 30s. And looking over his, you know, I was researching a little bit, looking over his career and stuff, and I'm I'm not saying I, he was wrong, regardless, but it makes me wonder if something has altered his mind. You know, playing football, especially at that level, you know, you heard about people getting concussions and not acting the same. But people were talking like this was just so out of character for him. Well, Pam, well, now I don't know. And I was just well, talking well, about how respectful he has been, you know, all his life. They was like they just can't see him doing this, so... They think that did something happen? Did he, you know, did he start? Is he on, you know, start taking something? Is his mind going something? So everyone's just like, this is nothing like him, nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, seems like I remember reading also in the story that he was arrested on some drug charges a while back. Mm. 
Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, what is he, is he taking drugs? You know, because what he got stopped for, it was more of a personal. It wasn't like he was moving keys or nothing. It was more of a personal stash or something, but still a drug charge. I can't see his wife sticking by him, and with her doing that, I mean, I know it's to death do us part, sickness and health, for better for worse, but that's a tough one for any woman. They don't say for rock bottom and foolishness and uh, losing <laughs> your mind, does it? <laughs> oh, is that it now somewhere? Oh, well, I'll, I'll just move on. Let me ask you this. I got, I got, I got a lot of questions today. My next All question right. is, yeah, what's going on with these doctors gone wild? Now, last week, it was the dancing doctor. This week, a psychiatrist in Germany. Yeah, Boutte, thank you. This week, a psychiatrist in Germantown, that's in your neck of the woods, Jay, uh, is in danger of losing her medical license. Did I hear static or was that a sigh? That was a sigh. I thought it was. Um, but anyway, she's in danger of losing her medical license after it was discovered that she spanked and whipped at least 10 patients with whips, comparing them to mules. The clinic she worked at had previously been named the top mental health practice in the Memphis area. If either of you know anything about this story, I read it, but again, I might not have connected the dot. Now, the way I understand it is this doctor, this psychiatrist, has been spanking and whipping patients with whips. How did she get up to 10 is my big question. Right. That's what I want to know. And then... Interestingly enough, I believe the name of the the name of the clinic was Christian Psychiatric Service. Uh-huh. So it doesn't seem rather Christian to whip your patient, even though she said that she was just doing it in a joking manner. And one of the patients has a history of being a victim of physical abuse. So hmm. why would you subject your patient? to the very thing that she's attempting to get treatment for the mental effects of. So, Well, what was her excuse for calling the people mules? And that, that was not made clear to me unless I missed something. Okay. I mean, was she, was she trying to say that there's some asses or that they were foolish? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get the mule connection. Well, that's like that. Ain't that a gospel song? Something about the mule? Oh, no, that was the lamb. My bad. But <laughs> help us, somebody. If anybody is out there, I know. And then you said Shirley said she did have something about the mule in the song, didn't she? Yeah, Shirley Caesar sang a song talking about hold my mule, but not beat my mule. <laughs> <laughs> well. Look at here, that's not the only doctor story this week. There was a story about an ER doctor who was suspended after a video of her mocking a patient claiming to be suffering from anxiety was posted to Facebook. The doctor told Samuel Bardwell the following, you are the least sick of all the people who are here who are dying. So you put your head up. Don't try to tell me you can't move. Come on, sit up. Then she tries to force him to sit up by pulling his arm, although he keeps telling her that he's not able to do that. Then she asks him if they wanted to wheel him home in a gurney. Now, Mr. Baldwell had been hospitalized after suffering an anxiety attack for which he has been diagnosed. He takes medicine for it. 
And Bardwell said the doctor never even introduced herself and accused him and his son for coming in for drugs. She said, I know why you people are here. You people, you people, you people. She, yeah, she didn't say that many times. I'm just emphasizing it. But anyway, she said, you people who come here for drugs, child, I can't cause, you need to watch the video. It had me steaming. Like, I can't say it like her because it's not in my personality. But the way she talked to him was inexcusable. And when you listen to the exchange between the doctor, and I can't even pronounce the witch's name. Um, I think it's, it's K-E-E-G-S-T-R-A, Keekstra or something. It doesn't even matter. But she had the audacity, and you'll hear it in the video, she had the audacity to curse at him. And that link is on our web page under today's show. Uh, I'm no long time. I know. We're going to have to get an oxygen tank for Jay. These doctors behaving badly and it's ending up on Facebook. They must not value their profession. I, I mean, they must not. I don't know. I, I don't have an excuse for them. Is there an oath? Is there? I'm, again, I'm not in the profession, Pam. You probably know a little bit more about this, but is there some type of oath or expectation about how they are to treat their patients? I've worked with plenty of doctors, psychiatric and non-psychiatric doctors, and I've never known them to go to these antics. Now, I have seen them, play, like I said last week, they have played music in operating rooms, but they haven't broke out in the Cupid Shuffle or the line dance or uh, back that thing up up in there. <laughs> but this doctor was, I mean, pulling on, get up, you're not, I mean, and, uh, again, is this not a HIPAA violation somewhere? I would venture to say that it is. Could be wrong. Well, I don't know what type of violation it is, but it ain't right. Neither is this next story. In Los Angeles, a student dressed in full Ku Klux Klan garb as a part of a history project. One of the African-American students said it made her feel unsafe and threatened. Another problem I have with it is that the student apparently was granted permission to do this foolishness after the student chose to write about former KKK Imperial Wizard Hiram Wesley Evans. Now, students couldn't believe that permission was granted, as it was hard for me to believe that as well. So they asked the teacher, and she said that she compared the Klan to the Black Panther Party, and it was okay. And so I'm sitting here, y'all can't see me, but I'm sitting here scratching my head because, again, I'm lost. Um, I don't know how exactly they thought this was going to go down with the student. Like, he went to lunch. He spent his whole day in full Ku Klux Klan garb. And, of course, as usual, and the school district issued an apology. Ku Klux Klan, Black Panther Party. Uh, no, they they aren't on the same level. I hate to be the burster of bubbles. Usually you have the students to tell who they're going to present on to avoid any duplication of presentations, but also to ensure that the students are presenting on will be appropriate for that setting. I'm pretty sure that he told the teacher, oh, this particular figure was an imperial grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, which should have sent off a red flag in the teacher's head right then and there, to which she should have said, well, I think you might want to look at somebody else. Because, you know, you have to consider where you are, how other students could possibly feel, and, and then put it in the administration's lap as well. But, of course, clearly the administration doesn't have the gumption or the fortitude 
to own up to this because if all that came with this was a simple apology, the teacher was not otherwise reprimanded, therein lies the problem. Right, and I still, I'm still trying to get past the point. Every time something like this happens, they want to throw in Black Lives Matters like it's on the same level as the Ku Klux Klan or even, you know, Black Panther. And I just, I just don't see the familiarities. I don't see the, do y'all see anything that's common with them two organizations? Well, I personally no. uh, don't. And the teacher, in my opinion, displayed a certain level of ignorance by even offering that excuse to the students who inquired about it, instead of really being sensitive and listening to, first of all, these students, these African-American students are coming to you, and they're obviously disturbed by this guy walking around. The student said she felt threatened and scared, and you're going to dismiss it by saying it's just like the Black Panther Party, and I'm dismissing her, I'm dismissing her excuse, I'm dismissing the boy, and we hadn't even said anything about the boy's parents who let him come to school. Like, it's some deeper issues here. Somebody's believing something. Right. And, yeah, they just came on out the closet. Right. Well, uh, while we're boycotting businesses for racism, before I go, I suggest that we boycott those with rodents. A Wendy's employee, did y'all see it, shared a video after being concerned about a Wendy's in Oklahoma being sanitary. The employee captured a video of a live mouse in a bag with hamburger buns. She said she only shared the video because the management didn't take action when she told them about it. She also said there were rodent feces also found throughout the packaging. Yeah, you can see, yeah mm-hmm. it's gross. And another employee had posted a video of a rat earlier this month at the same location. So how about that? That's nasty. And then four for four is the clips too, but that makes me wonder. Mm. You know what? You you can go to IHOP now that they are IHOB. This is the house of burger. I thought the beat was for booty calls. Everybody go there after the club. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You thought the beat was for what, fam? Booty call. Because people go there. But, but, you know, when I tweeted that, they was like, wrong. And I was like, okay. Don't get all the pieces. I'm just saying what people go. Oh, my. I'm like, Jay, let me. That's my long time. Um, that's it for this bit. And as always, I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know, I'm going to say it. We discuss many topics on Talking with T. And if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. Pick your pleasure through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. 
In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. A daughter needs the dad to be the standard against which she will judge all men. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.